I'm Danica Juarez. And I'm Jan James. And this is How's It Hold Up? Hi, I'm Danica. And I'm Jan. And I'm Valerie. And today we watched two Winnie the Pooh holiday movies, Winnie the Pooh Seasons of Giving and Winnie the Pooh A Very Merry Pooh Year. Now I did say we watched two movies, but that's a little misleading in Mm -hmm. that the first movie is partially comprised of two episodes of a TV show and a TV special. And the second movie, it has a whole other TV special within it. So there was kind of a lot of like individual things we watched that were to various degrees tied together. Um, plot synopses. Um, so the first film really doesn't have like narrative connective tissue between most of the segments. Uh, it's just kind of got these weird, music video things going on uh, for the most part. But it has an episode of The New Adventures of Winnie the Pooh called Ground Piglet Day that is uh, about Rabbit mistakenly thinking that it's February and they don't have a groundhog for Groundhog's Day, so Piglet has to be the groundhog. And there's some misunderstandings there. Uh, Then we have a Thanksgiving special not too long after that where uh, Pooh Bear and friends learn... The true meaning, and and Rabbit, again, in particular, learn the true meaning of Thanksgiving, which is friends and family and and stuff. Uh, And then we have uh, another episode of The New Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, Find Her, Keep Her, uh, that is about Rabbit taking in a a lost baby bird and basically becoming a, a surrogate father figure to her, but then like dealing with the emotional turmoil of the idea that she might have to to fly south for the winter and and be put in danger and just be away from him and it's a whole thing Mm -hmm. uh there's also a little bit of interstitial stuff particularly with the last one if they like have some stuff before it that like frames it as rabbit telling rue about this story and then afterwards they have a kind of like small reunion kind of thing. Um, So there's a little bit of interstitial stuff there that's narrative and in focus. The second movie, I don't even remember. It starts with new stuff. I don't even remember what it's about other than the narrator's talking to Winnie the Pooh and convinces him he needs to hide his present for Piglet, even though it's wrapped and so could just be put under the tree. So Winnie hides it. And then at some point, after that, when people are in his house, like, decorating, decorating we it's like, hey, remember last Christmas or whatever? And so then we just... When we almost didn't get presents. And so we go to a, a whole, like, 20-minute short uh, special that is about uh, them trying to send a letter to Santa Claus, but the uh, they try to have it go in the wind to fly north, but it gets caught on stuff, so they... It's a whole thing. Uh, Pooh, Pooh, like, tries to make makeshift presents for people because he's worried they aren't going to get anything otherwise. It's it's a whole thing. Um, and then after that, the rest of the movie's kind of a lot more aimless. There's nominally the thing about when he lost the present for Piglet because he can't find where he hid it. Uh, and then that kind of goes away for a long time. And we have a New Year's plot of rabbit so ticked off with his friends that he's gonna leave and so they try to change themselves but they all change their personalities to basically be the same personalities as one of their other friends and eventually rabbit stays because and remarks on you're not you if you're not acting this way or whatever and then winnie the pooh remembers where his present is randomly and gives it to Piglet, and Piglet is happy. Those are the films we watched. <laughs> yeah, and they were, and Danica's synopses made it much more bearable than the actual <laughs> the actual movies that we watched. Look, I don't recommend, necess- I don't necessarily recommend watching either of these 
films, but I certainly do not recommend watching them both back to back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just really yeah. not like a great experience. Mm-mm. Um we needed to do it this way because it felt unconscionable to me to spend two full episodes on either of these. And I think you guys can agree that that would just not, we don't need to do that. Very short. Right. Um, But not a great viewing experience. What did we, I think we've already given some idea. What did we think of these and would we recommend them or perhaps parts of them? If parts of them are also available separately, let's say, (laughs) Definitely parts of them. There were definitely parts in both that, and especially in the first one that I enjoyed, but it just, and I love Winnie the Pooh. I mean, I absolutely love Winnie the Pooh. Uh, I think I've made that apparent on other podcasts, Um, but it just, this was just too rambling. I, yeah, it was very hard to stay awake. Uh, Yeah, I don't recommend either of these films as a whole, even outside of the kind of rough slap together. I don't know if it's in slap together, but like the first one certainly does. Yeah. Like, uh, each individual one, like the pieces of it didn't fully like mesh together. Uh, story wise, visually the animation, like these pieces are from different eras of Winnie the Pooh. So there's some old stuff. There's some new stuff that does not look as good. Yeah. Like just some really clear animation differences. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so, Neither are cohesive or enjoyable to watch as a package. Individually, yeah, like, I, you could watch the the series that they come from. You can probably watch the individual special that's probably more enjoyable, uh, more control over how long you're watching this thing. Because, <laughs> yeah, I don't think any of the new animation for either film is good or worth it. So, individually, you can watch some of these the uh old stuff but i wouldn't watch the new films agreed um i do not recommend either of them as films um the thanksgiving special in the first one and the christmas special that's most of the first half of the second one are harder to find i think now uh i don't know that either got separate dvd releases or of any kind so those are a little bit harder to find um I don't really care that much about the Thanksgiving one, though. I don't personally recommend that. I like the Christmas special that's part the first half of the second movie, um, all right? Part of that's just nostalgia. I saw that one a lot as a kid. Um, But it's kind of hard to find it outside of this movie, unfortunately. So if you're really interested in it, just, like, watch that and not the rest of the movie. The Ground Piglet Day and Find Her Keeper that are in the first movie are both literally just episodes of The New Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. The entire series is on Disney+. Plus. You can just go watch them there. Ground Piglet Day was fine. Like, it's a cute little episode. Fine enough. Find Her Keeper is one of my all-time favorite pieces of Winnie the Pooh media. So I highly recommend that you just go watch that episode because you don't need to see it packaged within this film. It's better and more poignant by itself. Is that the one with with Kessie? Yes. Okay, yes. Let's get specific. So let's start first uh, talking some about Seasons of Giving. This film includes the made-for-TV special A Winnie the Pooh Thanksgiving, as well as two episodes of The New Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, Grand Piglet Day, and Find Her, Keep Her. There are some slight uh, differences with from the original thing. Most notably... Uh, Tigger's lines at the end of Ground Piglet Day were dubbed over by Jim Cummings so that they can tie into the next story. Originally, he didn't say that it's almost Thanksgiving. He started talking about Porcupine Day and explaining whatever that's supposed to be. Ah. Um, So I I didn't notice too jarring of a a voice actor change there or anything because Paul Winchell voiced him otherwise in that part. But... um, but that's about the only change here. There's bigger changes in the second movie uh, that I'll talk about when we get to that. As for the Winnie the Pooh Thanksgiving special that's in there, uh, that special received a Primetime Emmy Award nomination for Outstanding Children's Program in 1998. Uh, it <laughs> received a nomination, which means it did not win. And I personally, I don't know what it was up against. I don't think it deserved to. It's fine. <laughs> um 
Oh, when the special was released as part of the Seasons of Giving thing, though, uh, David Warner did some narration originally, but was redubbed by Laurie Main, uh, and the ending was shortened down. I didn't, I found it hard to find out what the ending shortening down means. Like, I don't know what else there was or whatever. Um, but there was some slight edits to that, too. Uh, yeah, let's, let's talk about the story characters and stuff. I hate, I, I have like multiple notes that are just this awful music video. Oh, great. Another music video. I hate it. And I hate the music video segments. So wasn't big on those. There was like three of those. Well, it started off. It was just tonally way off the mark. So weird. It was just this super peppy, happy music that was not well done, but it was just <laughs> way Way too happy for all the characters. And then, weirdly, like, you have this random scene then even of Owl in this blizzard in this happy, peppy music. And it was just very strange. Some odd editing choices. Very strange. Um, Then we get to Ground Piglet Day, uh, which is, like, it's cute enough. It's a cute little episode of New Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Nothing super outstanding. I did write, why are they being racist to Gopher? His name is his the species he is. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> He's not a groundhog. His name is Gopher. He is a gopher. Yeah. Uh, I also just kind of... I, ju- I do, when it's done well, genuinely enjoy how stupid all these characters <laughs> are. <laughs> like, they're really... Like, you know... They're they're basically supposed to kind of be children and like be susceptible to the same level of like trust and like ass- assuming things and stuff that children can make, you know. But they also don't quite feel the same as children, so they just feel like they're stupid people. <laughs> and I love that about them. Well, too is like okay, you're gonna you're going to nominate the most terrified of, of all course. of you. Poor little piglet, strap some teeth on him, and then stick him down in a hole <laughs> to see. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it was, it's very silly. Um, overall, I would say that this first short is about rabbit messing up. And then I was like, I think this is going to happen again in this movie. And if I had to give an overall theme to the first movie, I would say it's rabbit makes mistakes. Mm. Rabbit makes mistakes about Groundhog Day. Rabbit misunderstands the the true spirit of Thanksgiving. And Rabbit grapples with the difficulties of being a parent. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And and messes up a a lot in the process. Bit of a tonal whiplash. Yeah, it's almost like one part of this movie is um, thematically a lot weightier than the rest of it or something. Anyways... (laughs) I can get what they're going with. I can at least see why they picked these in terms of, the, like, the perceived chronological order. Yeah. Of, like, this is, like, a season. Yeah. And a year in the life of these guys where it's, like, here was pre-Thanksgiving. Oops, we thought it was spring. Right. Here's Thanksgiving and here's Christmas. But, but yeah, totally, it's just a, it's a rough shift between them. And definitely. it doesn't help that these, like odd music videos the music video things are such a weird choice especially because then the last half doesn't have them and tries to have this interstitial like story thing of like everyone's at rabbits and rabbit starts telling a story and then after the episode that is the story they're gathered around a christmas tree together like the the music video thing goes away and they have these narrative elements so it's like why didn't you just string along some narrative elements in the f- earlier parts too. Yeah. And there and there was a brief thing before the Thanksgiving one I think with Pooh going and talking to Christopher Robin. I I couldn't tell if that was actually part of the special or not. <laughs> um yeah, I don't know. It's w- the the way that they choose to link all three of these things together is odd. Yeah, it, and maybe if the music were felt more appropriate, it could have been okay. I think the other part was the the contrast, which I think uh, was mentioned already, between the animation they chose to put under the music was just kind of uh, random. Yeah, they would have stuff from, like, Winnie the Pooh and the Blustery Day and some of the other, like, original Winnie the Pooh Disney stuff. 
I, I think along with like new adventures of Winnie the Pooh footage and just, and maybe even other TV specials, like it would just be this hodgepodge of stuff. Yeah. It was just not cohesive there. Again, there were, I really enjoyed the, and I forgot what you said, the name of it, but the, the story with Kessie, I loved that, but you know, and- let's talk, let's talk a little bit about the Thanksgiving one first though, before okay. we get into the meteor. Okay. One. Okay. Um, when Val, when the cartoon Turkey came out, Valerie <laughs> oh, said, that what the was heck? funny. <laughs> that- yeah. Uh, rabbit had, had a drawn Turkey in his like presentation of Thanksgiving. And so they, I think it was Piglet kind of being scared of this turkey, and it yeah, yeah, it had a colorized version of it. It's it like a child weird. drawing of a turkey, almost that was like terrorizing with your hand, them. like yes. almost like yeah, 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 with your hand, and you draw a turkey like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god! In retrospect, it was probably the most enjoyable part of that Thanksgiving one. It's it just silly. Yeah, because Piglet would imagine this was coming from the trees or whatever, and it yeah, was, yeah, it was funny. Oh, except another enjoyable part was I did enjoy Owl and Gopher just in Rabbit's home, like preparing food and stuff owl just completely oblivious to go for setting off an explosion behind him yes it's it's i i like gopher i don't know if that's i feel like that's contentious amongst some winnie the pooh fans i don't know what to tell you i like him yeah <laughs> he was made for americans and i'm an american and i enjoy his silly silly shticks yeah, and, and I love how, I'm, I'm not sure really what it was, but he came out with a beautiful looking pie. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, now, also, in this Thanksgiving special, for what, you know, Rabbit is supposed to be, you know, the others turn to him for wisdom. Well, obviously, he is <laughs> not wise, because he... Rabbit's the kind of guy who acts like he knows what he's talking about all the doesn't. time. Yeah. <laughs> but he doesn't. But he sets... He sets Pooh and Piglet out to get a turkey. It's the worst choice. And choices. it's just like, and then Tigger and Eeyore to go get some berries. I mean, but I guess just... in fairness, there's no good, cho- like, who's the good one to send out? Owl's not good to send out to do that. Gopher's not good to send out to do that. Tigger isn't. Eeyore isn't. Like, what is the good choice there? I would say Rabbit. Rabbit should have gone. Well, out Rabbit had other stuff to do. <laughs> Rabbit wanted to decorate. I don't know. I don't know. But then, too, is I love his lack of understanding. You just need all these things. Not that yeah. you need a cooked turkey. Not No, that exactly. Need, like, I yeah. don't think he had any idea of what the turkey was for. Just that you have to have a turkey on Thanksgiving. I feel like that's literally, like, that's it. That's the extent of his knowledge about yes. this. <laughs> yeah. It's very silly. Yes. Yes. Now you want to talk some about Kessie? <laughs> oh, just such a delightful, delightful piece. And and I, I sorry, just what so many things tug at your heartstring, but Grumpy Old Rabbit, I mean, he just adores He wants to act Kessie. like he doesn't care, yet he, like, runs back cries, immediately. The minute yeah. she cries or something, he just, oh, my he God, like, he He's like, running. I'm done, and he slams the door. She cries, and he immediately, immediately comes bursts running back, back in. in there. It's okay, it's okay, you know, yeah. Oh. At one point, Rabbit just, like, fully thinks that Kessie dies. Yeah, like, he, oh. like why, we see two Winnie the Pooh characters momentarily have to grapple with the idea of death and mortality. <laughs> oh man, that was rough. <laughs> um, and yeah, I, one of my notes is just I've just been silently sobbing the whole second half of the Kessie episode. <laughs> I was trying to be quiet so you guys wouldn't look at me, but I was just Aww. I was I was going yeah. through it because it's like you know how you know how it could be, babe, of just the anticipatory even oh, sure. makes you cry and you then feel just, the feelings yeah. before they happen. Exactly. No, um, I know. No. I, yeah, I. I really love the story and the characterization of this short or this episode of a TV show. I just, it really does feel like it is thematically punching above the weight of what Winnie the Pooh typically does and generally like succeeding. It's like still an episode of a kid's TV show and they have like, you know, some wacky shenanigans in there and stuff. Rabbit's house gets messed up like five times, but like just the, how do I, how do I say just the way that it deals with like the reality of how hard a a parent and child relationship can be sometimes like the ways in which 
I think what I think what was striking to me when I was a kid and saw this was just this idea that Rabbit, the quote parent, can be so like fallible because that's not a thing that's easy. I think for kids to understand that their parents can be fallible in this way, but like Rabbit and Kessie both like want different things but also some of the same things but also can't help but hurting each other and rabbit's kind of the main one at fault but it stems from this place of like love and not wanting to lose this thing that he this person that he loves you know but then he still just like stays in his room while she's loudly crying outside. Yeah, that's like that's so one of the saddest hard. things <laughs> of just like Kessie asking him to read a book and he's like, yeah, the last time I'll read it to you because you're going to leave tomorrow. And she's like, well, I didn't mean it like that. And he's like, you don't need me to read the book. You don't need me for anything. Goes and closes the door and she just like sits in her little chair and sobs in front of the fireplace. And Rabbit just like grips a stuffed animal tighter on his bed and it like pulls back out of the window while it's like the there's snow outside and then goes to the next scene. Like that scene never gets a full resolution. And it's just sad. Like that's just a thing that can happen. Like it feels real in a way that like Winnie the Pooh does not usually feel. And I just really appreciate it. And it's and it's still like, ultimately, Rabbit comes and like, uh, says goodbye to Cassie and kind of, he, he tr- he's like, you can fly and also stay here. And it's still like, she can't, like, she needs to go. And he has to kind of accept that. And then it's this just like the end of the episode is is Winnie the Pooh and Piglet talking about it. And Piglet's like, you know, at first I kind of thought that Rabbit didn't even like Cassie. And Pooh talks about like, you know, uh, sometimes you care too much. And I think that's called love. And, and then they just, it like pans over and Rabbit's just like sitting there kind of like looking out and just like waiting. And it's just a lot. It is. It Uh. is. Well, it's, well, it's also because it is that internal struggle of, of a parent of knowing your child needs to go off on their own and fly, you know, like the, the metaphorical needs to fly and live and you don't, and and it and just hurts for their so safety, much because yeah because you then miss. you because yeah you don't want to be without them but you also don't want any harm to come to them and if they fly away you're not there to protect them anymore yeah. and that and and this was so beautifully done because it initially starts with rabbit risking everything to try to rescue little Kessie from this this windstorm and he like goes way out of his comfort zone and is just like leaping all around and and catches her in this little pot and then um and then there's various things that happen throughout the whole episodes where he's rescuing her or he's comforting her and again he just adores her but and it, loves it, her so much it like increasingly like kind of escalates from being like naturally overprotective a little bit to becoming like to kind of letting it go overboard and stifling and being like no you can't fly despite like owl being like you're literally built for it you're a natural flyer kind of thing and this like no you you can't like you could get hurt if you do that and just trying to stifle like who she is in this because like fundamentally worried about her getting hurt but is in in the process of trying to prevent her from getting hurt is hurting her i know and before it gets to that heartstring it was well and two is rabbit that is just angry at anyone who is encouraging her of course to fly and and you know and then when one of the so cute when he gets Kessie back because after he thought that she had died and Al, of course, you know, she, she, she falls off a thing. And of course she has wings and, and ultimately Owl is there and, Owl and, is like, there and, you know, and like shows her, her how back. to fly yeah. basically. And then, you know, of course brings her back up. But, but as, as after rabbit, you know, grabs her and to himself and is holding her and then carrying her. And he's just like, don't ever try to do that again. You could get hurt. You, you know, you can't fly. You don't have wings. And <laughs> she is like, her wings. it's like, yeah, stretches out her wings and kind of like looks at him kind of like, and, and she, well, she on, literally rabbit. is like, yeah, I, I do. He's like, come on, come on, rabbit. Yeah. So, oh my gosh, just so. Yeah, so it's, well done. It's just good. It really, it really kind of 
relates this this very real tangible thing that that exists in in a digestible like kid-friendly way that also still like hits me a 30 year old and makes me (laughs) cry while i'm trying to record my podcast how rude um (laughs) it's it's good and um I think spoilers for where I'm probably going to end up at the end of this episode is that I'm not going to recommend any of this, but I am going to recommend you go and watch this episode yes. of The New Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Yes. <laughs> Just go watch it on Disney Plus so, or through other means if so you have well them. Done. Yeah, I think it, yes, obviously that part of the film is very impactful, very good, but being at the end of. Yeah. This, you know, trilogy of Agreed. stories does a disservice to Yeah, us. it's not served well by, like, a Mm-mm. badly animated thing where Rue asks Rabbit to tell about this story. And then, like, the the bit after that is basically, like, oh, I remember that the reason that they even, that Rabbit tells the story and that Rue's asking is because Rabbit gets a letter from Kessie. That's the impetus. Yeah. Then we have the whole, the whole episode. And then uh, after that, they're all at a big Christmas tree, like decorating it. Uh, and and long story short, Kessie shows up. And so there's a brief like reunion where Kessie and, and Rabbit get to hug. But like, honestly, it's better just kind of on a Wikipedia level knowing that that happened than like watching it because it doesn't do much more than that. <laughs> like it's not really a very deep, long or interesting scene. It's just like nice to know after like the kind of sad poignant ending of Rabbit looking off in the distance. Yeah, Cassie comes back at some point. They get to be reunited in that way. I think it's better to just have that. Also, I think in The New Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, there is literally like another episode later where she comes back and is in a full episode. So you you have that already anyways. But like, it's not really worth watching this film just to have that little bit of like, oh, they're reunited. Like, you could literally go look it up on YouTube or just know that they are reunited. And that's honestly as good as watching the not-that-greatly-animated, not-that-emotional coda that is on the movie. So yeah, I, I agree with Valerie. That episode that's in this movie is the best part of the movie, but is done a disservice being part of the movie like it is well yeah because i'll tell you what if like if parker was watching if we watching this you would be almost like fall asleep and tune out and then you wouldn't know that the best part was yet to come you yeah just like think oh okay if you didn't know any better because and because it is well sorry we will talk about animation late, later but again just it's just it's so kind of a hodgepodge together. yes exactly Let's talk some about A Very Merry Pooh Year in terms of story characters and stuff. That's still where we're at. Is this the second one? Okay. Uh, This film features the 1991 Christmas television special Winnie the Pooh and Christmas 2, as well as a new film Happy Pooh Year. I don't know where else it's referred to as that, but that's what the wiki referred to the rest of the film as. Um, This film is considered to be the series finale of The New Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. I don't... I tried to look for more clarification on that. I don't know who considers it that, but... That feels like that's making your life worse because this is not a good ending to that show. So, yeah. It's not. Uh, This is the first Winnie the Pooh film where Owl does not appear at all. And honestly, good for him. He didn't need to be a part of it. Uh, Lucky him. (laughs) Winnie the Pooh and Christmas 2, the more or less first half, barring the couple of minutes at the beginning. uh, That special received a Primetime Emmy Award nomination for Outstanding Children's Program in 1992. I don't know what it was up against, but it might have deserved it. I don't know. I like the short, all right. Uh, this version of the special in a in a very Mary Pooh year uh, has undergone several changes, the most notable of which are Christopher Robin's lines are redubbed by the voice actor who does him in the rest of the movie, William Green. Uh, Rabbit's animation was recolored to his yellow furred appearance as opposed to his light green hue that he has that he originally had in the special and in the new adventures of Winnie the Pooh series. And then uh, the falling snow at the very end of the special has been removed. Um, I'm guessing like literally just like as 
Winnie the Pooh and Christopher Robin are hugging and it has that kind of wide shot. I don't know why you would bother to remove that, but we did. So what do we think of, what do we think of this one? Um, I guess let's, let's focus a little more on the first part first. Um, well, I guess the first couple of minutes I put Pooh needs to stop talking to the narrator. I don't know about y'all, but I found that very annoying. Yeah. I <laughs> uh, was not into Pooh and the narrator actually having the dialogue together. I think that that happens in at least one other Winnie the Pooh movie, and maybe I'll like be more okay with it there. But it was just annoying in this one. I was like, why, why are you guys talking? Why is the narrator basically like setting the plot in motion to some degree by telling Winnie the Pooh to hide this gift. Like, just not a huge fan of it. I think, yeah, that ma- it was even more annoying because it wasn't a part of the whole film. It was just at the beginning. It was uh, really out of place. Yeah, there was one or two parts, like, later after the special that wasn't from this, where there seemed to be that they could hear it or at least Winnie the Pooh could like where the narrator said jam or something and Winnie the Pooh pictured jam but like yeah it was the direct dialogue part was just in the beginning and weird weird choice mm-hmm. um when we get into the actual special that's from 1991 uh, I rem- I clearly have seen that special before not attached to this movie because I remember it very well and I especially remember those evil little bugs that terrorize rabbit like mm-hmm. really clearly, I'm yeah. like, ah, oh, yeah, the one with the Napoleon hat, yeah. and they and they and they are singing a Christmas carol outside. Like I remember this, I know all this. Um, felt really sad for Gopher as he as they wake him up from his hibernation so he can chop down a tree and then hold the entire tree all by himself, and then he like falls into his hole and the tree goes in it, and. We don't see him again, <laughs> at least in that in that segment. Uh, I feel feel bad for the guy. He deserved better than that. I forgot about the part where Eeyore is an angel decoration on oh, the tree and singing. Yeah. Well, as soon as that happened, I was like, ah, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so silly. Um, and then uh, when Piglet was struggling to move the sleigh as Pooh was sitting in it and they were trying to go up a hill to bring the sleigh to Christopher Robin. I was like, no, he can't do it. He's too little. And he couldn't do it. He was too little. Yes. Yes. Do you, do you remember that special at all, mom? Did that feel familiar to you? Cause it I know did. I watched well, a lot it. Well, it did. And especially the Eeyore being the angel. Or yeah. That, right. That just really, that it's just memorable. Really, it is. It is. <laughs> it's inconsequential in the scheme of things, but it's memorable. I know. I know. Yeah. Um, and then again, poor little piglet with reindeer ears and all it just, you know, reminiscent of, of course, the Grinch. Yeah. You know, with the little, with the little dog, the rainbow. You know, the the antlers Max? put Is on it. Max? Sorry, Max. Yeah, Max yeah. with the antlers and trying to pull a huge sleigh. Other than this, wasn't a huge sleigh. It's right. but it was just still too big for a little piglet. Definitely. I think um, outside of so for for this film, I guess with the previous film, you kind of summarize them in like what uh, Rabbit learned or whatever. Yeah. And I guess with the first story of this, of the second film, it was kind of appreciating, I don't know, appreciating what you have. There was some sort of uh, lesson or There was at the very least a clear plot of like, they want the letter to go to Santa Claus. Oh, the letter is still here and we have to deal with that. And then Pooh didn't write what he wanted on it. And then it's... And then, like, it's basically, like, Pooh is like, we need to get this letter to Santa. It keeps not getting to Santa. And then Pooh's like, okay, what if I give my friends gifts because Santa's not going to bring anything because Santa doesn't know. And then that also doesn't work. So Pooh's like, okay, I'm just going to take this to Santa. Like, he basically, it's like a, a little film about, I guess, learning to deal with disappointment in the, in the immediate I guess scheme like I don't know it's, I don't know it, it felt like it was trying for something but I think the second story doesn't isn't really trying for anything it's in terms just of shenanigans a lesson a moral like what are we trying to learn out of this because I think for most of the stories there's a little bit of that kind of higher truth or, or like some yeah. sort of truth that they're kind of getting at at least for the ones that we've seen yeah and it's like I mean the 
arguable inciting incident stuff for this is Pooh losing Piglet's thing, but then that's the narrator's fault. It's not an inciting <laughs> incident. And it's not because it's then a- it's like gone for like a whole bunch of the second half. Yeah. As they focus on the personality switching thing, which yeah. is Asinine, honestly. Uh yeah. I was finding ever even before they started switching personalities. I was finding everyone, especially Pooh, to be, like, a lot less endearing in the second half of the movie. Like, their characterization felt like, yeah, that's the Winnie the Pooh people in the 1991 special, but in the rest of it, they just feel like I'm just annoyed by them more than anything. Yeah, Yeah, and, you know... On there was a Halloween special that we saw with Pooh where he ate everyone's candy that was clearly their candy. Yep. There was a reminiscent part where, because it was right, it seems like after Christopher Robbins, you know, when he talked about, you know, I we're going to go to Rabbits because he might have honey. And Christopher Robbins said, you know, you need to ask and reminded him of his manners. But then immediately he goes in and anyway, ends up in Rabbit's cabinet with all the honey pots and just is just wiping them out and you know it, that just gets old it's just like yeah come and on it, and yeah and it feels like a far cry from the poo literally earlier in the movie and the other special who's like going to like great lengths to be like okay let me try to make presents for my friends yeah i'm gonna trudge all the way to wherever santa is like he's really trying to fix this thing that arguably isn't really even his fault but like he's really trying hard for his friends. And he's being selfless. And And in the second one, it's like, I don't, in the second half, it's like, yeah, he's just obnoxious. I don't know. And, and, and several of the depictions when they switch personalities, Eeyore, I could not take Eeyore as Pooh. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And then I'm trying to remember then Pooh was, Pooh Pooh is Eeyore, Eeyore's Pooh, Piglet is Tigger, Tigger is a Piglet. Yeah, and those were the, I think Piglet and, and Tigger were the least annoying, but then Pooh made, you know, it, again, they just weren't endearing. They just... It's, it's a plot, like, the idea of that is silly and is, like, worth maybe 30 seconds of screen time as a joke, but they gave it a lot more than that, and it be- quickly just becomes annoying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one thing I found weird whenever they were setting that up is... Rabbit kind of getting mad at them and like calling out specifically yeah, right? the things he doesn't like or the things that he finds are bad. And he was like, and Eeyore, you're too gloomy. And right? It's like, it's like, he has depression. Yeah, like leave him <laughs> yes, alone. It doesn't yes. affect you. It was, it was so Neither weird. does Piglet being scaredy. Yeah. Like, yeah. It no, was it so was... weird to frame it like that. No, it didn't feel natural, like mm-hmm. at all. Because, and then, such a quick turnaround, and then, of course, at the end, it's like, oh, no, I like y'all because of this, and you wouldn't be you without it. And yeah. It just, yeah. I, the second half of the movie was so boring for me, and, like, since we'd already been through a certainly imperfect first movie, like, it was just, we were, once the credits started rolling, Valerie said, babe, this was almost torture. Yeah. <laughs> it was just a lot to get, like... We ended with literally the worst part, I think, out of all the stuff that we watched. Yeah. Um, so it was... It's a lot. Not a great way to end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you guys want to talk some about voice acting? Um, I, I don't know. Different, inconsistent. Oh, yeah. There was... Sorry. Don't, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but there was uh, there was a horrible Eeyore at one point. That's oh, right. my gosh. I could not stand that Eeyore. And then, was it... Oh, who else was the it? other Eeyore was Greg Berger. Oh, sorry, Greg Berger. Not a fan. <laughs> not a fan of that. Oh, and Tigger, he had a really weird voice at what, you know, wasn't a fan Tigger, of that. Tigger was always voiced by his main voice actors, which is Paul Winchell, who originally voiced him and voiced him through the New Adventures of Winnie the Pooh and stuff, and then Jim Cummings, who is his current normal voice actor and has been doing stuff since the 90s. But, and I, this might be what you're talking about, I feel like in, I think it was the Thanksgiving one, mm-hmm. I think that was Paul Winchell voicing him, but he sounded like, like pitched up or something. Like he sounded off. Yeah. And I think that's one of the last times Paul Winchell voiced him before he died. And I'm wondering if like, they he it. couldn't quite hit the pitch that they wanted and they tried to change it because yeah, he sounded off there. Yeah. yeah. And that was weird. 
Yeah. Um, but that was the only time that Tigger's voice bothered me. Otherwise, he sounded like yeah. what Tigger yeah. should sound like. Yeah. Um, Piglet mostly sounded fine, but in Seasons of Giving, he had a different voice actor for when he sings. And, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. it was super obvious to me. It sounded like a completely different man. Mm-hmm. And also... Because it, it was uh, Steve Schatzberg, who also voiced him uh, with the uh, ending part of Seasons of Giving, where they're around the tree or whatever, and Kessie comes, and, and he has a line or two there, and he just sounds not like Piglet. Like, he yeah. does not sound like the usual Piglet voice. Uh, very weird. I want to say, wasn't there a time also that Christopher Robin's voice was off? Or am I just, maybe because... Well, before we get to that, let me say that uh, Kanga, voiced by two different people in the two movies. like those In the first movie, she's Tressa McNeil, best known as Dot. And she just, it's not quite what I think we Mm -hmm. typically want Kanga to sound like, Mm -hmm. is I guess what I'll say. And then she's Kath Susie in the second one, who who voiced her in the stuff, the other Winnie the Pooh stuff we recently saw. And like, yeah, that sounds like the Kanga that we're used to. I don't remember who voices her in New Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, because it's been a while since I saw that. I don't know. Uh, Kessie was technically voiced by two different people, but the the line or two that she got at the very end of Seasons of Giving sounded close enough. Like, it, it wasn't bothersome to me. Mm-hmm. Um, Christopher Robin, I have six different people oh, written down here. Geez. Christopher Robin is voiced by Brady Bloom in Seasons of Giving, the, the newer stuff, in... The New Adventures of Winnie the Pooh parts, he's voiced by Tim Hoskins, who voiced him regularly for that series. In A Very Merry Pooh Year, he's voiced by William Green, but his singing voice is Frankie J. Galasso in A Winnie the Pooh Thanksgiving, whereas his singing voice in A Very Merry Pooh Year is Jeff Bennett. And then in Winnie the Pooh and Christmas 2, the 1991 special in the second movie, his original voice actor was Eden Gross, but that performance was not in this version because he was dubbed over. Um, Lots of stuff happening there with Christopher Robin. (laughs) Um, Yeah, Christopher Robin's voice all over the place, but like... Christopher Robin is like the least important character in Disney's Winnie the Pooh stuff, so yeah. it's kind of it, like who cares? Well, you know, I I've almost I, I'm not going to hundred percent say this, but in many regards, the voices being off bothers me more than than am, animation. No, being you crummy. get so it just really you get just, so used to these yeah. voices. Like Winnie the Pooh is Jim Cummings nowadays, like. They're, the older Winnie the Pooh stuff, it, he's it, he isn't, but like for most Winnie the Pooh stuff, it's Jim Cummings. That's who you're used to. You're used to either Paul Winchell or Jim Cummings for Tigger. They're they Jim Cummings does a good job, Matt, like getting pretty close to Paul Winchell's thing. That's what they should sound like. Peter Cullen is who you should hear as Eeyore. It's weird for it to never for it to not be Peter Cullen. Piglet's supposed to be John Fielder. And it's weird when he's not. Uh, Rabbit was Ken Sansom the whole time. Rabbit sounded exactly like what Rabbit should sound like. Owl is Andre Stochka, who normally does him. Gophers, Michael Gow. And Rue was Nikita Hopkins, who was Rue in the Heffalump movie, but not in the Heffalump Halloween movie for some reason. Hmm. And she sounds like what Rue needs to sound like. Like, it's, yeah, it's off-putting when they don't sound like what you're used to, because there's just, like... From the late 80s through the early 2000s and even later, like, they're just, those are the voices. You get ingrained just, in yeah, that. Yeah, it just makes their whole personality. It's going to be really weird to watch the 2011 Winnie the Pooh movie for this reason, by the way. Mm. Uh, the 2011 Winnie the Pooh movie, I recall enjoying overall. It has a lot of good stuff in it, but a lot of the characters they recast, um, especially Rabbit who is Spongebob. Um, um, you're going to believe that? Yes. Uh, I, it's uh, They do keep Jim Cummings as Winnie the Pooh and Tigger, though, because they can't. They can't change that, but they change, I think, everyone else, and it's uh, varying degrees of successful. I think Peter... I think uh, John Fielder they had to replace, because I believe he had passed at that point for Piglet. Uh, so that was going to have to happen, but... 
Hmm. Yeah, the the voices are iconic, certainly, and, like, it's weird for them to be off. And And it's noticeable. Yeah, and it's noticeable, especially when we're, they're either changed within the same film, or, like, we're watching things back to back. Yeah. Um, And and I'm going to talk even more about the Frankenstein nature of that first movie, especially in our next section, because it's sort of one of the most noticeable aspects of it. But yeah, it's really noticeable when you're going back and forth between stuff like this. Yeah, I think we're good for the next section. Let's talk about the animation. So Mm. the Seasons of Giving, we haven't talked about it yet, but... You know how a lot of Winnie the Pooh stuff likes to open with Winnie the Pooh theme song playing and showing like a kid's room that has stuffed animal versions of the Winnie the Pooh characters. This one has a new version of that where uh, it's that except the room and the characters and everything in it is CG. And um, what year was this made? This was made in 1998 or nine, which you might note. Is way after Toy Story, <laughs> and so um, it looks bad. It looks bad. It looks really bad. The thing that it most clearly made me think of was like an early Pixar short that uh, I forget what it's called, but it's got this little. It's like their earliest version of like the Toy Story kind of concept. It's got this little toy thing, but like, the, a, like a lot of the environment stuff doesn't look good, and there's this awful, c- ugly CGI baby that moves unnaturally. It felt kind of like that, except that was like early 90s and like not like a full movie this was like late 90s and they just they didn't have to do this they did it and i think it was because they like had this cg butterfly going around and that was their justification for do like they wanted to follow Mm. the butterfly you could have just recorded a real room and put a cgi butterfly in it and it would have been way less awful to look at Yeah. yeah and that is such a bad way to start the movie that then immediately after that goes into one of the awful music video things so just a really bad time to start this movie with uh the different animation throughout seasons of giving especially is jarring there's like there's like four or five different animation styles in this movie there's some of the like like old classic disney stuff in the music video sections when they're using like the original winnie the pooh shorts stuff there's Again, just like two full episodes of The New Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, which has its own style. The Thanksgiving special has a kind of slightly different style from that. Uh, and then the newer interstitial stuff around the Kessie stuff is a different style from that. And it's by far the worst style in the movie outside of the awful CGI opening. Uh, it's just... what was It's that? a lot. And what? also, sorry. Oh, sure. The uh, really amusing thing is that what is done in most things that combine multiple sources like this with Rabbit is that they color him yellow instead of the green that he was in the older stuff. They did it in the second movie we watched. In that original 1991 special, Rabbit's the kind of greenish color, but in the version we saw, they had colored him to be yellow but in seasons of giving they do not do that they do not put any effort into doing that and so rabbit literally just goes back and forth between being yellow and green in the same movie like four times (laughs) like in the beginning of the movie he's green for the thanksgiving one he's yellow uh for the interstitial part before the kessie stuff he's yellow and then his flashback oh he used to be green in the past i guess and then after that he's yellow again but it's a little less obvious because it's like dark and 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 they're outside around a christmas tree but he's just back and forth back and forth it's it's a choice i mean it's it shows a clear lack of attempting to make this very cohesive at all maybe they spent too much money on the intro (laughs) right like mom said the animation and voices and the interstitial before the kessie episode are really off-putting i found the the animation and thanksgiving part with rabbit especially was was pretty fluid and expressive sometimes um reminded me some of like the heffalump movie and stuff in terms of fluidity not quite on that level but like mm-hmm. more approaching that than the the more tv quality um animation of the new adventures of winnie the pooh which looks nice for tv animation but is not you know a movie kind of level yeah Um, i i liked i think his ears were really expressive yeah yeah that one and that was fun to see definitely 
Yeah, I just was so off-put by like that animation. I think you said before the Kessie special, whatever. They just didn't even look like yeah, they characters. looked off. And then in the and then in the part after it, like it's it starts, I think, with Piglet and Winnie the Pooh in front of the Christmas tree, and they both look like completely off model. They do mm. not look right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really it's not great. The second movie, A Very Merry Poo Year, uh, the opening not being CG was good. It was back to, like, live-action footage of stuffed animals in a room. Uh, Oh, sorry, we didn't say in Seasons of Giving, also one of the worst CGI elements was the transitions with the book that's just, like... It's like like a window... It's both of them, but it was a lot more noticeable in Seasons of Giving because they did it a lot. Is like... like, Page like, turning. It's like Windows Movie Maker effect level page turning animation. It looks so unprofessional. It looks yeah. so bad. Just warped. Yeah, just like a warped, like it doesn't convincingly look like a page at all. It looks like a bad animation. It's just, and yeah, that was there a little bit in the second one, but not nearly as noticeably. So I mentioned that Rabbit is turned yellow in the second movie for the part where he was originally green and like overall it looks it looks decent like it doesn't look unnatural i'd say for the most part um and it doesn't have like in the heffalump halloween movie a moment or two where he kind of looks actually more greenish like he looks yellow the whole time but one of the consequences of that i think is that he kind of blends into the background of his house sometimes because it's a little more yellowish because they were coloring the backgrounds for a character that is green. Uh, and so him being yellow, like, he doesn't pop as clearly a lot of the time in that special. And I just found, I, I found that interesting. Like, the way that, oh yeah, like, you change the color of the character and now he doesn't match the backgrounds as well. Because, like, the backgrounds and the characters animated on them are all part of a cohesive whole put together. It's, it's it's interesting. It's not, like, super distracting or whatever to take away from it too much, but it definitely, like, I would prefer to have a version of this that is what it originally looks like and also not attached to the awful movie around it. It also, I thought, looked really bad in the second movie where they were being each other. Yeah. And, um, and Eeyore just did not look like Eeyore. A lot of it is because they were things having I don't smile li- and... Things I do not like seeing... Eeyore on two legs. Ugh, Do not like that. Yes. Smiling, smiling, two leg- smiling two-legged Eeyore. Painful. Physically painful yes. for me. It was Do just, not like. It was just so disturbing. Oh, it was just, it just wasn't cute. It wasn't endearing. There was just nothing, no. nothing fun about it at all. Wearing a red shirt? No. Off, awful. Yeah. Pooh can pull off the shirt, no pants. Look, Eeyore did not pull it off. That Mm-mm. was not. He shouldn't be on two legs. Stop it. I know. Uh, and, yeah, the, yeah. The, and the then newer even animation Pooh is looked just... a little bit off model too. Yeah, he just he just didn't. He and again the whole thing is they just he just didn't look endearing. Didn't look. Yeah, look like the the newer animation in the movie, like it looks fine, but it just doesn't have the character. I think yeah. that the 1991 special has. Like, there's just something about. The shading. The, the shading and, and the color and just the, the character expressions and the expressiveness of the, the animation. Well. Yeah, it's just, it was a lot weaker and like to have that direct comparison does not do the newer stuff a, a service. Mm-mm. Does it a disservice, you could say. Anything else with animation? Uh, we've We've done so many Winnie the Pooh things, we don't need to Talk think about. about the live action question because we've sure. talked about it. Uh, let's talk some about the sound design. Um, Music was forgettable. I don't remember it. Yeah. Yeah, there's like one, two, three, That's four, five, so six. so many songs. Six songs in the first one. And six songs in the second one. Um, uh, Auld Lang Syne, kid's favorite song. <laughs> it's so good. Yep. Mm. Um... There was one song that, again, it wasn't that mm-hmm. memorable that I liked okay. And I think it was in the second one. Yeah, the, 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 I think the one you just said, uh, Valerie. The, 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 yeah, that went into the, yeah. the credits? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That one was the only one that, to me, was somewhat enjoyable. The others, ugh. I wouldn't call any of them necessarily bad, but they're super, like, forgettable. Yeah. Like, 
<laughs> when we get to the part where it's like choosing a least favorite favorite song, I don't even know if we can do it because I can't discern. Like I can't. Well, other I don't than- remember what hooray hooray was or. I vaguely kind of remember the turkey song, Barely We Roll Along. I don't know. I don't know what they are. I will say, as far as what I did not like, was the very first song in the very first movie, because it was totally off. It was way too peppy, way too loud, way too... I just did not like it. Well, the very first song was Winnie the Pooh in the opening thing, but then after that. Then after that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I didn't also like that version of their Winnie the Pooh. It just Are you it, gonna insult whoever Impact is? Yeah. M slash Pat M dash Pat. I didn't like it. Realize I listen to the Winnie the Pooh almost every week with when I have my grandson for his bath time. We ha- I have a Winnie the Pooh cassette and I want the Winnie the Pooh song. Weird brag, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, you're you're fine. Anything else with sound design? Let's go on to the part that our podcast is named after. How's it hold up? Poorly, especially that CGI abomination in the first one. Oh, God. That was so bad. Um, Yeah, I mean, the whole first movie does not hold up well, just in terms of... Like, the music video thing, I don't think that's interesting to anyone. I doubt it was back in the day either. Like, just the construction of the first movie doesn't hold up even to kind of their own standards that they set. Like, they Mm -hmm. don't recolorize rabbits, so rabbits back and forth. Like, it's just... The first one's such a hodgepodge. Mm-hmm. Um, this the second one, it at least holds up in terms of being about on par with the ha- Halloween Heffalump movie in terms of construction. Um, you know, it, it's it's like it's fine, okay, whatever. Um, it the plot doesn't hold up for us or whatever. It was awful to sit through, but yeah, there's nothing like. I don't think there's really much in the way of isms or anything here. It's the typical Winnie the Pooh thing of like women are almost non-existent. Like Kanga's barely in there and doesn't do anything important in, in them. Um, Kessie, Kessie's an important girl character. So, you know, once again, proving that that episode of New Adventures of Winnie the Pooh is the best thing about any of this. But, but yeah, I mean, there's not a lot to complain about beyond just like the datedness of the CG and the construction of especially that first one. Mm-hmm. No spoilers, so let's move right along to our favorites and least favorites. What was your least favorite scene? You in can either. in either. I don't want to in any of it. In any well, of this mess. I want to say mine. I think mine was that opening yeah. in with the horrible CG or whatever of that first one. Yeah, I'd have to agree. Um, I'm going to disagree, and I'm going to say it's when Eeyore walked up on two legs and smiled and smiled a whole bunch at me and talked about how much he loves honey and showing his full teeth. I wasn't about it. (laughs) Not a fan of it. I was like, I had already started to sense where this whole part was going to go, and then Eeyore walked up, and it was like something from my nightmares. Did not want it. (laughs) That was my least favorite part. That's a good choice. Good choice. What was your favorite scene? In this. And we're talking, like, scenes rather than segments. Because I'm, I'll have us talk Ugh, about segments also. That's but like, too much. Well, okay. the segments is arguably almost easier just because the it's, favorite like... favorite was Eeyore walking up on two feet. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> that's teasing. Um, chaotic choice. I mean, yeah, just... Um, well, I would just say my favorite was um, Kessie. Uh, probably one of the scenes with Kessie when they were... Just like in sync or like, you know, she was just doing her giggles, like maybe with the, with the taking a bath and bubbles and, and just, just that interaction, just the, you know, rabbit, just being such a doting and loving parent or grumpy, but I just, just, you know, still just adoring her. Yeah. I like the, the Cassie episode, Cassie part was the strongest. I'm going to say... When Kessie was falling and Owl was like yeah. shouting at her, <laughs> yeah, 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 uh, that that part. This might seem like a really weird choice for favorite. Oh, it's the bug one, huh? No, oh, okay. <laughs> it's in the Kessie episode. Obviously, it's in the Kessie episode. Um, it is the scene where Rabbit refuses to read the book and goes uh, to his bed, and yeah, Cassie no, sobs, and Rabbit no, stays. Yeah, like that, that part. Is so hard. I think, like, just. The extent to which that shows the the real ways in which those who love us can hurt themselves and and us like it's just there's something so real about it that just 
I sob. I, I sob know, I know. The, that the, part. The and I'm really, I'm really glad it doesn't end there. Like, yeah. I wouldn't love it if that was the end of the thing. But, like, that part takes it from, like, something that I was really enjoying to, like, oh, this is, like, real. This is real. Like, this is hitting me hard. And then the ending after that is also great. But, like, yeah, that scene is important to me. It is the perfect illustration of the saying, hurt people, hurt people. Yeah. And it just so heartbreaking. Who was your least favorite character? If you want to differentiate between movies, you can, but if you don't, it's Smiling fine. Eeyore. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, or Pooh Eeyore. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, it might have to be Pooh Eeyore for me. Um, are you are you saying Pooh acting like Eeyore or Eeyore acting like Pooh? Eeyore acting like Pooh. Gotcha. Um, I'll say Winnie the Pooh in the second movie in the second half. <laughs> and I guess if I have to choose one overall, I guess Tigger, he, he was fine for a lot of it, but. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. This wasn't one of the strongest. The, neither of these movies are like some of the strongest Tigger outings. Yeah, I guess I'll go with a uh, second movie Pooh as well. Who was your favorite character? Kessie. <laughs> Kessie. Yeah. I just love her so much. Yeah, Kessie then Gopher. Uh, Gopher is very mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Gopher doesn't do anything wrong. I'm gonna give it to Rabbit. I, yeah, that's good. it's this like the Kessie episode is the reason that I love Rabbit so much. <laughs> like it's mm-hmm. just Rabbit in that episode is great. That's that is like the quintessential Rabbit Winnie the Pooh media. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rabbit, hundred percent. Aww. Um, what was your least favorite segment? I would say, I'm I'm gonna say the second half of yeah. the first of the second movie. I think mm, so. Yeah, it was yeah. just a slog to get through. It wasn't mm-hmm. aided by the fact that this was the second movie we were watching, but I think even by even if we just watched that movie, that part would have been difficult to get through. Yeah, I agree. It's almost senseless in a way. Yeah. Um, and I think we all know what our favorite segment out of any of this is uh it is the find her keeper episode of what new adventures of winnie the pooh that is almost in its entirety in the first movie yeah but it is also done a service being in that movie go watch it by itself um we have also talked about why talking about tim curry being in winnie the pooh stuff is silly so (laughs) not gonna spend time there tim curry though but yes uh if there was like a new character that was introduced besides Mm -hmm. kessie then maybe but like no it's for the most part the regular winnie the pooh characters let's go on to our overall consensus and what we would rate them just rating the two movies not Mm. not anything outside of that okay yeah we pretty much said it already not recommending either film as a whole it brings any good part of it down mm-hmm. um so find find the individual pieces that are good including uh find her keep her uh, as the main one the other specials the, are uh, probably fine the um i actually had a, a bit of a hard time finding seasons of giving um because it's less available now but i i found the dvd uh and it ripped the stuff off of the dvd and it had two extra episodes of the new adventures of winnie the pooh as extras on it it's just like okay at this point just make this a thing that has just episodes of winnie the pooh instead of the awful other like just watch the new adventures of Winnie the Pooh. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's almost what this DVD is telling you, anyways. And as for rating for the first one, which was Seasons of Giving, I give that. I'll give uh, Pooh Seasons of Giving a one point two five, and the a very merry Pooh year. Uh, I will give that a point seven five. Yeah, I don't know. It, it don't watch them. Hmm. Okay, I'm gonna be very. I'm gonna be similar. I would not recommend either movie, and I would say the the first Pooh season of giving. I would say a one point five, 
And just because the Kessie part brings it up, but it, it, unfortunately there was nothing overall that was consistently good to pull it, <laughs> pull it up. And then I would say the poo, a very merry poo year, a one. I think I'll go with mom's uh, 1.5 for seasons of giving and one for a very merry poo year. I think you should just go watch the new adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Like it's a cute show, but I uh, highly recommend find her keeper as an episode. Uh, Watch that. It's like that, that episode of Winnie the Pooh is like a five for me. (laughs) I love love that episode. You should just go watch it. Like it's good. Um, I also, I like the, the first special in a very Mary Pooh year. Um, I forget what that one's supposed to be called. That's harder to find on its own, but I do like it. I like probably give that one by itself, like a 2.25 or something like that. Like it's cute. Um, but I, yeah, I, I, if you do nothing else with these movies, you should go watch Find Her Keeper. (laughs) Just go watch that episode in Winnie the Pooh. It might not hit you as hard as it hits me, but I think you'll probably have a decent time. Like, it's a good episode. Thank you all very much for listening. Thank you. Yes, thank you for listening. And you all, I would love for you to join me on Wednesdays on Twitch. I stream Witcher 3. Uh, You can find me at Nanacritter, A-N-A... Can we talk? N-A-N-A... C-R-I-T-T-E-R. Yeah, that's right. Um, And it's getting good. Uh, There's just a lot of action going on. I got to be honest, I lost it. (laughs) I I dropped some F-bombs. I do not normally cuss you guys. I'm so sorry. She had a rough one last time. I couldn't close a a darn gate. Anyway, and then there were some really sad parts. So I went from losing it and cursing to boohooing crying. Truly an emotional roller coaster. It really was. It really was. But but it's getting good. Oh my gosh. Such a good storyline with Witcher 3. So come join me. Uh, these wonderful, beautiful ladies uh, are, are keep me company and, and, and help me <laughs> when I get lost, even though I don't always read the chat so I, like I should. Um, but anyway, so they join me. And then everyone who pops in. In fact, sorry, it was so endearing because so many wonderful followers popped in as I'm boohooing. And we kind of had just a very bonding <laughs> moment with a really, really sad loss. So, yeah. But anyway, so come join me every Wednesday at 7 p.m., either CDT or CST, depending on the time of year. Thank you all very much for listening. Next time, we will um, have another... Uh holiganza episode uh and that will be the snow maiden mm. um it's it's gonna it's another russian movie are you really russian winter movie <laughs> yeah no, or, or, you, yeah you know how every year we watch a russian wintery movie we're doing it again because there's a lot of them <laughs> so join us next time for that Alrighty, bye, bye. Love y'all. bye. This has been How's It Hold Up with Danica Juarez and Jan James. You can find our podcast on Twitter at How's It Hold Up Pod. That's with each word capitalized and no apostrophe. Also, if you'd like to support us, we have a Patreon. You can find us at patreon.com slash user question mark U equals 2790566. Every little bit helps, and even with a minimum pledge, you get access to things you won't hear in our main podcast feed. Check it out for more info. The two pieces of music used in this episode were created by Kevin McLeod. You can find both The Curtain Rises and Cool Cats at incomptech.com. That's I-N-C-O-M-P-E-T-E-C-H.com. Both songs were licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. More info on that can be found at http colon slash slash creativecommons.org slash licenses slash by slash 3.0. Thanks for listening. Testing, testing. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. Hello. Goodbye. (laughs) Oh, that was too long.